0: We need to have a serious conversation about your business card. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The Voiceamp player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash and receive three months of Voice Sam for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash The Veopreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Myers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original everyday Veopreneur. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Everyday Veopreneur Podcast. I'm Mark Scott, and thank you so much for listening. Before we dive into this episode, I want to say a special shout out to everyone who has taken the time to leave a review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean, wherever you listen to the podcast. I'm so grateful for you for leaving those reviews, and I hope that you will do one after this episode as well. Don't forget to share the podcast with your friends. Let them know that it's out there so that they can listen and learn some tips for their voiceover business as well. Remember, you can download and listen anytime at Vopreneur.com. And while you're on the website, don't forget to order your VOPreneur swag. Lots of great new t shirt and hoodie designs, including CEO, because you are the CEO of your company. Remember that. You can order all of your favorite swag at VOPreneur.com. So, last year when I came home from VO Atlanta, I did a Facebook live broadcast all about business cards. And the reason for that was because at VO Atlanta, I received a whole ton of business cards, and after I had an opportunity to go through them, I felt like there were a few things that we needed to talk about. So, I've recently come home from VO Atlanta, where I collected a whole bunch of business cards once again, and I felt like, you know what, this is an episode that we need to revisit. Even though last time I did it in a Facebook Live format and posted the video onto my YouTube channel, this time around we're going to do it as a podcast, and I'm going to dive in a little bit deeper to a few more things that I think that we need to discuss when it comes to your business card. Now, I want to preface this episode by saying that I am not intentionally trying to pick on anyone. I am not intentionally trying to pick on particular designs, and I don't want you to feel bad. If if you feel like uh, something that I say in this episode maybe speaks to your business card, just know that I offer this as constructive criticism in love because I want to help you to do a better job of marketing your voiceover business. That's part of my responsibility as your marketing coach. So I'm not going to talk about specific people. I'm not going to mention any specific names, but I am going to touch on some things that I noticed as I was going through the pile of business cards that I received from VO Atlanta. So we're just going to work our way through the list. I want you to take notes on this one because it might be time for you to think about redesigning that business card. You know, sometimes people wonder whether or not business cards even still have value, whether or not it's something that you still need to keep. And I absolutely think that it is. And I think that there are plenty of opportunities for you to hand them out. If you are getting out there, meeting people, networking, I think you should always have one in your pocket because you never know who you're going to come across. But with that in mind, you have to realize that in handing someone a business card, whether it's somebody that you meet at a marketing event, a networking event, a conference that you're attending, somebody that you meet at the dry cleaner, Because you had your voiceover shirt on and they asked you about voiceover and turns out that's something that they could use, which, by the way, as crazy as that sounds, these are actual stories from actual people who have wore their voiceover and VOpreneur shirts. So, you know, get yours and wear it because you never know when it might create an opportunity. But the point is, when you hand out that business card in that way, it becomes your first impression. And I want you to make a really great first impression. I want you to make a first impression that is going to stand out. I want you to make a first impression that is going to present you in the best possible light, that is not going to leave any question about whether or not this person is a professional or an amateur. And so, with that in mind, let's dive into some tips for some things that I think you need to take into consideration for your voiceover business card. And first and foremost, does it clearly state that you are a voice actor? As I went through cards from VO Atlanta last year, I was shocked at how many of them didn't specifically mention voiceover or voice actor. Had people's names, had their websites. Some of them had pictures of microphones, which, you know, that's fantastic. But what does a microphone mean? Does it mean that you're a studio musician? Does it mean that you sing? Do you announce baseball games for the local little league? Like a picture of a microphone does not say in and of itself voiceover. So if you are a voiceover or a voice actor, it better say somewhere on your business card very clearly that you do voiceover or that you are a voice actor. As I went through the cards after VO Atlanta this year, I noticed the same thing. Still getting tons of cards from people that don't even specifically mention voiceover or voice actor. And some of them maybe had it on there, but it was in such an obscure way that it didn't stand out. And so, in that case, it might as well not be there. One of the most important things that your business card is trying to accomplish, possibly the most important thing that your business card is trying to accomplish, is telling people what you do. So don't make me have to look at it and try to figure out what you do. Don't make me have to go onto your website to figure out what you do. Because if you make me do that, guess what? I'm not going to do that. You've already lost me. So, One of the very first things that I want you to do is go and check out your business card right now and determine, does it say very clearly, you are a voice actor, that you do voiceover, that you're a voice talent, that you're a voice artist, whatever the case may be, whichever term you choose to use, make sure that it is on there, make sure that it is clear, make sure that I do not have to go looking for it, make sure that I am not going to miss it. You've got to get that on your card. Now, to go along with that, you also need to have your name. And I know you're thinking, come on, really, Mark? Somebody handed you business cards without their name? Well, not quite. But I did get a number of business cards that only mentioned a first name. Now, if you're trying to protect your identity, I guess there's not much that I can do about that. If you're in like the witness protection program or something and, and, you know, the FBI has specifically told you don't put your name on a business card. Then again, there's nothing I can do about that. But I need to see your first name and your last name because the very first thing that I am going to do if I am interested in finding out more about you is either I'm going to click onto your website or I'm going to search you. And I can't search you if I don't have your first and last name. You've got to have your whole entire name on your business card. I've got to be able to find you if I want to go looking for you. And maybe it's not just on your website. Maybe I want to go looking for you on LinkedIn. Maybe I want to get connected with you on Twitter. Maybe I want to get connected with you on Facebook. Or maybe I want to get connected with you on Instagram. Doesn't mean you got to have all your social media profiles linked. It just means you better have your first name and your last name so that I know who you are and that I can look you up. And the other thing is uh, some people had just the name of their business, which, again, you know, we could debate that one back and forth. But at the end of the day, I still want to know who I'm working with. I don't want to just have a company name. I want to be able to identify you so that if I want to communicate with you, I know what your name is when I want to communicate with you. What is one of the biggest frustrations for us as voice actors when we're trying to market ourselves to people who could potentially benefit from our voiceover services? We jump onto a company's website. We can't find an actual contact person and we can only find a generic email address and it drives us nuts. Why? Because we want to be able to direct the email to someone. Well, I want to be able to direct the email to someone as well. So give me your first name and give me your last name. And if, you know, it's a branding thing or something like that, okay, fine, whatever, but I still want to know what your first name and your last name is and it should be on your business card and I should be able to find it. It should go without saying, But apparently it needs to be said. Next up on the list, you got to let the card breathe. Stop trying to fill every square inch of it with quote unquote design. This was probably the single biggest issue that I noticed as I was going through this massive stack of business cards. And I probably had, I don't know, 150 cards that I collected at, at VO Atlanta and I was going through. Everybody was trying to get everything on them. And they weren't leaving any room for the card to breathe. Here's something that you need to understand about the way that we, as people, consume information. In 2019, we don't read information, we scan. Okay, so if I jump on your website, I'm scanning your website. I'm not taking the time to read your website. I'm scanning your website just to try to pick up Is this the person that I'm looking for? Are they the solution to the problem that I have? Can they meet my needs? I'm scrolling through your website to try to determine these things. I'm scrolling through your business card in a similar fashion. And if there is too much information hitting me in the face off of your business card, I can't process it. I can't scan it. I don't want to sit and look at your business card and have to decipher it. I want to look at your business card and I want to know who you are and I want to know what you do and I want to know how to get a hold of you. And everything beyond that starts to become noise. So when you're filling it up with too much text or too much design, uh, fancy logos, self-portraits, whatever it is, all of this stuff that you're putting on your card, it's got to go. You've got to let the card breathe. And Hand in hand with that, you've got to leave white space on your card. So one of the reasons why I was collecting business cards from folks at VO Atlanta is because I was running a contest. If I saw you at VO Atlanta wearing a voiceover tee or a VOpreneur tee, the ones that I sell at vopreneur.com, if I saw you wearing one of those, I wanted to collect a business card from you and I was going to put your name into a draw so that I could award some different prizes just as a way of saying thank you for buying the t-shirt or buying the hoodie. And so in order to be able to differentiate those people um, from, you know, just anybody else who handed me a business card, I needed to be able to go on the back of that card and I needed to be able to make a note to myself. So I knew this person was part of the contest. There were cards that I received that didn't even give me enough white space to be able to put, like, an asterisk on it. So... We have a card now that is way too busy because there's way too much design. And I've just lost the ability to jot down a quick note. And that is going to hurt you. When you're meeting people at networking events or meeting somebody on the street and you hand them a business card, there's a pretty good possibility that they're going to want to jot a quick note down on your business card. Maybe they're going to want to write down how they met you. Maybe they're gonna wanna write down what they spoke about with you. Maybe you talked about a specific project or a specific way that you could help them. Or, you know, maybe you gave them a card and and offered a referral or whatever it is. There's a very good chance that somebody's gonna wanna write a note. And if there's no white space on the back of your card, there's no way for them to write that note. And that can cost you business in the long run. And let's be clear when I say white space, you know, that term, obviously from a design standpoint talks about, you know, just leaving space on the card, which is what we talked about a couple of minutes ago, leaving room for the card to breathe. But when I say white space on your card, I'm specifically talking about leave white space on your card because I did get some cards that had plenty of room to write notes on the back, but they were solid purple, solid black, solid blue. And, you know, some of those darker colors I can't write on with a pen and still be able to read it let the card breathe leave white space to write a note this is so important i want to talk about text and there's a few different things that i want to hit on on text because there were a few different things that i noticed as i was going through some of these business cards first and foremost tiny text is bad now i'm 40 years old to this point knock on wood I don't have to have glasses. My eyesight is still pretty good. So I feel like in my position, I shouldn't have a problem reading people's business cards. So if somebody like me has a problem reading something on your business card, that is a bigger problem because if I can't read it, there's a lot more people who aren't going to be able to read it. Everybody doesn't want to have to whip out their glasses every time you hand them a business card. So tiny text is very bad. And if you're having to make the text tiny in order to make stuff fit, do you know what that means? It means you're not letting the card breathe. It means you're putting too much stuff on it in the first place. That font and the size of that font on your business card needs to be so easy to read. I just want to scan it. Remember that. Remember that principle. I just want to be able to scan through the card and get the information that I need. I don't wanna have to start diving in to read tiny text. Don't include too much text. What is the object of your business card? The object of your business card is to make an introduction and get them on your website. In that regard, it's very similar to an introductory marketing email. The purpose of an introductory marketing email is to make an introduction and get them onto your website. Your business card does not have to tell your entire story. Your business card is attempting to start the conversation. And that conversation is going to continue when they get on your website or that conversation is going to continue when they phone you or that conversation is going to continue when they email you. You do not need to put everything on your business card. I saw business cards that included names and titles and then about 47 different kinds of contact information. So now I've got your email, I've got your website, I've got your phone number, I've got your Facebook, I've got your Instagram, I've got your Twitter, I've got your LinkedIn, I've got your YouTube, I've got your Vimeo, I've got your Alignable, which by the way, I didn't even realize people actually used Alignable. And then on top of that, I've got your branding slogan and I've got the 16 different genres of voiceover that you work in and whoa, whoa, I can't read all that. I can't read all that and it shouldn't all be on a business card in the first place because as soon as you start putting all of that information on the business card, you're starting to violate some of the principles that we've talked about. You've got too much text, it's probably going to have to be too small, and you've just taken away the ability for the card to breathe. You're going to have to get rid of half of that information. Now, also on the subject of text, not only is the size of the text an issue, but the font is an issue as well. When I do coaching sessions with voice actors and they have me look at some of their marketing materials, whether that's, you know, stuff they've put up onto their website or actually assessing their website or looking at other marketing materials that they've made, brochures, postcards, business cards, um, videos that they've made to share on social media, whatever. One of the things that I always look at is the font. I understand the pain and agony of choosing good fonts. I'm that guy that can go on to 1001freefonts.com and I can spend six hours trying to pick the perfect font for something. But for me, part of picking the perfect font is making sure that it fits the design that I'm trying to accomplish while simultaneously being able to be read. And I was really surprised at how many cards that I picked up at VO Atlanta that I could not read because of the choice of font. Yeah, it may look like a fun font. It may look like a fancy font. It may look like a sophisticated font. It may fit in with your design as as you see it in your head or maybe it ties directly into your branding or something like that. But if I can't read it, we have a problem. If I have to try to figure out what the words are because I can't read that font because it's too fancy, we have a problem. Don't try to make it look too graphic and designy just so that you've got something cool, because now you're defeating the objective. I need to be able to know what it says. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody needs to use the exact same block font, but it does mean that you need to be selective with your choices. As you work on that design, you know, one of the things that happens is, for people especially that are designing their own cards, you're designing this on your computer, And you've got it blown up on a 27-inch iMac. And so the size of your business card on your 27-inch iMac is blown up, you know, 400%. And you're sitting there looking at it, tweaking it, making sure everything looks right. And you're seeing it through the eyes of a blown-up image on a 27-inch iMac. And you're not seeing it as a business card. That's, you know, half the size of your hand. Which becomes so much more difficult to read when it's actually put into that scale. And I really think that that's part of what's happening. I think people are designing these things at home and they don't have design background. And so you're looking at it on your screen and not translating into what it's going to look like on an actual business card. Speaking of designing at home and moving on from fonts, let's talk about stock images and stock designs. It's really awkward When I get two or three business cards from two or three different voice actors, but the business cards are exactly the same. Because at that moment, I know exactly what you did. You went on to uh, Vistaprint or Moo or, you know, whatever the site is that you decided to order your business card from. And you picked one of their standard free designs and you just plugged in your information, your name, your title, your phone number, your website, your email address And then, you know, you ordered 500 of them for 10 bucks and yay, I've got business cards. Except you've also got the exact same business card as how many other people. And maybe not even specifically voice actors. But when I'm at a conference with 700 people and I get a couple of business cards that look exactly the same, that's pretty awkward. That's pretty awkward. You got to be so careful about using the stock imagery. And you got to be especially careful about using the stock designs. Because those designs are getting used by everyone, not just voice actors. And so you could potentially be handing out your business card to somebody else. And yeah, you may be the only voice actor in your town, but that doesn't mean that you're the only person that used that same stock design from that exact same website to get business cards printed. And so what kind of first impression do you think that makes? Like for me, when I'm collecting your business cards and I realize that there's three of you that have the exact same card, what kind of first impression does that make for me as somebody who from time to time does hire voice actors? It doesn't look very good. So, one of the things that I talked about in the business and marketing panel, and I touched on this briefly in last week's episode about outsourcing as well, outsourcing your graphic design. I want you to think about this for a second. You are a professional voice actor. And you are marketing yourself as a professional voice actor. And it's your desire to be viewed by the people that you market yourself to as a professional voice actor who's worthy of professional rates. But you are representing yourself through your marketing materials by using free stock business cards from a website that 50,000 other people are using as well. Do you still look professional? Not so much. Not so much. You want to be perceived as professional and paid as professional, but you are using a business card that you self-designed, even though you have zero graphic design experience and it's got the wrong fonts. The text is too small or too big, or there's too much, or you're using a stock image, uh, you know, stock clip art or something like that. And you start handing that out to all kinds of people. Does that present you in a professional light? It absolutely doesn't. One of the things that you're going to have to start doing if you're going to start viewing yourself as a veopreneur as opposed to a voice actor, you're going to have to start treating this like a business and you're going to have to start making the right investments for your business. So let me ask you another question. You go out, you get your free business card that looks like everybody else's business cards that you self-designed and you hand that business card out to 100 people. And of the 100 people that you hand it out to, maybe one or two of them are going to give you a break because, hey, they need a voice actor. But for the rest of them, they look at it and it literally goes in the trash because it's very clearly an, an amateur card. And so it doesn't make a really good first impression. And so while you think that you've saved yourself a bunch of money because you got a cheap business card that you designed for free by yourself, how much money did you just cost your business? On the flip side of that, Let's say you use a service like 99designs, which I used for logo design, and let's say you pay that service a few hundred bucks, and for a few hundred bucks with 99designs, you can get an entire brand identity pack, and that includes a logo, business card, social media banners, etc. So now you have something that is unique to you, something that has been designed by a professional, and something that costs you a few hundred bucks to get made. But now you hand that business card out to 100 different businesses and 15 or 20 of them give you further consideration because now you're actually making a better impression. Now you actually look like a professional. Now you're marketing yourself in a professional way. And so, yeah, it costs you a few hundred bucks up front, but you're probably going to make it back many times over because it's a more effective marketing tool. On the other side of that coin, you want to get paid professional rates as a voice actor and you want people to take you seriously as a professional voice actor. Don't you think that it would behoove you to respect other professions in the same way? So rather than using those stock designs or Outsourcing your business card to Fiverr. I mean, you're disgusted at the notion of people outsourcing their voiceover work to Fiverr. Why would it be okay for you then to outsource your graphic design to Fiverr? What kind of message is that putting out to the universe, if you want to call it that? And maybe that sounds a little crazy, but it's something that you got to think about. Why should I take you seriously as a professional voice actor and pay you professional rates as a professional voice actor if you're going to diminish other people's professions by trying to do it for free or trying to do it by yourself or trying to outsource it on Fiverr or whatever the case may be? It's a legitimate question. It's something that I want you to think about. If you're going to take this seriously, if you're going to start a voiceover business, if you are already running a voiceover business and your ultimate goal is to make a full-time sustainable salary In that business, is it out of question to ask you to spend a few hundred bucks to make yourself look professional out of the gate with the graphic design that you're using on your business cards and on your website and on your social media banners? It's something that you're going to want to think about. 99designs.com is incredibly affordable. You're going to get amazing designs. It's a really easy process. Anybody can do it. I did it with the Vopreneur logo. That's how the Vopreneur logo came into existence. I went to 99designs.com and I started a design contest and it cost me about 700 bucks and it was worth every penny of it. It was worth every penny of it. I got so many amazing designs. It was actually really hard for me to choose in the end because I had so many great designs to, to actually pick from. And the designs that I was getting and the, the ideas that were incorporated into them were things that I would have never thought of on my own because at the end of the day, I'm not a graphic designer. So it's something that I want you to think about. Now, I will mention that I am an affiliate for 99designs. I just want to throw that out there, you know, in the interest of full disclosure. But I used the service and I loved the service and I was so excited and happy with the service that I will continue to use that service. And that's one of the reasons why I signed up to be an affiliate. So if you would like to get, uh, you know, a branding pack designed by 99designs, Check the show notes. There's going to be a link to 99designs for you to check out. You could sign up and do that design contest and get something professionally made. As we continue on with the design of your business card, one of the other things that I don't want to see is duplicate content on the front and back. Again, we talked about needing to leave white space and about needing to leave room for the card to breathe. Duplicate content takes away from the card's ability to breathe. If you have your logo on the front, you don't need to have your logo on the back. If you have your contact information on the front, you don't need to have your contact information on the back. Don't duplicate up the content. The other thing I want to encourage you with is avoiding industry jargon terms. So I saw a lot of cards that mentioned VO, which within the confines of our industry, that means something. But outside of the confines of our industry, that maybe doesn't mean as much. If you're exclusively handing your business cards to production studios, then okay, they're going to probably understand the term VO but a lot of people aren't so make sure that you're actually saying voiceover and if you're having to use vo to save space on your card you've got too much other junk on your card and you need to get it off because that honestly needs to be top priority so make sure that you are using the full term voiceover voice actor the other argument that could be made is with regards to isdn source connect ipdtl all of that sort of stuff you know do you need that on your card or don't you It is my opinion that you don't. And the reason for that is because that is one of those things that people are ultimately going to find on your website. Or it's something that can come up in the conversation. So if you hand your business card to a production studio because you met them at a local networking event, for example, that might be one of the questions that they ask you. Hey, are you ISDN or Source Connect equipped? And you can say yes. But for anybody that is outside of that circle, again, this is an industry jargon term that most people aren't going to understand. So if you're marketing yourself to uh, one of the local high-end realtors hoping to do virtual tour narration for them, the fact that you have ISDN or Source Connect is not going to mean anything to them. And so because that is such targeted content, I'm not convinced that it has a need to be on your business card. I feel like that is something that can go over onto your website to free up space on your business card for stuff that is more important. And when we're speaking of important, there are a few things that are more important than this. For the love of all that is good and beautiful in the world, please get your own domain name. Please, please, please get your own domain name. I don't want to see voiceoverguy.wix.com. I don't want to see geocities.com forward slash voiceovergirl. I want to see... YourName.com or YourNameVoiceOver.com, MarkScottVoiceOver.com. I want to see that because it costs you 5 or $10 to get a domain and there is absolutely not one single excuse that you can throw at me, not one single excuse for you to not have your own domain name. And if you tell me that you can't afford your domain name, then you cannot afford to start your business yet. If you cannot afford $10 to buy a domain name, you cannot afford to get into this business. You are not ready to start a business. You do not have the financial needs or financial means to invest to start this business. Nothing on your business card is going to make you look more amateur than having a website or an email address at something other than a personalized website slash domain. So I don't want to see voiceover guy at hotmail.com or voiceover girl at gmail.com or I do voiceover at live.com or, you know, voiceover person at me.com. I want to see Mark at markscottvoiceover.com and it'll cost you $10 to make that happen. So make that happen. This may sound really petty, but I'm going to, speak a little bit of harsh truth to you right now. When I have done casting in the past, one of the ways that I have weaned down my potentials is because anybody that didn't have their own email address immediately went into the trash pile. Again, it may sound petty, it may sound like a harsh truth, but it's a reality. I can't send you to one of my clients. I can't trust you with one of my clients, if you can't even take yourself seriously enough to get your own domain name and an email address at it. I just can't. And maybe that's wrong. And maybe I've missed out on hiring some really great great voice actors. And that's fine. But I've always had somebody that looked professional. Get your domain name. Pay the $10. Get it done. Get it hosted. Get your email address set up with it. I am an affiliate for Bluehost. That is something that I've talked about in the past. I'm going to put a link to Bluehost in the show notes. Uh, You can sign up with Bluehost for as little as $3.95 a month, and that includes a free domain name. Spend the money to make yourself look more professional. That link will be in the show notes. Uh, Next up, do you need to link to every social media? No, you don't. It's too busy. It's too much noise. It's too overwhelming. Again, I'm scanning your business card. I'm trying to figure out who is this person? What do they do? How do I get a hold of them? I don't need to know every single way to get a hold of you. Put that information up on your website. I don't want to see icons for facebook for twitter for instagram for vimeo for youtube for snapchat for whatsapp for whatever other social media networks are out there like seriously when you put every one of those icons on your business card along with your username way too much information way too much information and it doesn't look professional and i did see business cards that were like that white space give it room to breathe will it pass the grunt test Let's bottom line this. Is it going to pass the grunt test? You got between three and six seconds of my attention. And not just me. This is science. This is the way that it works now. You've got probably between three and six seconds to grab somebody's attention and make that initial impression. That is the grunt test that's going to say, yes, I'm going to keep investigating this person or no, I'm moving on. So does your business card pass the grunt test? Do not make me think too hard. Do not make me have to figure out who you are and what you do. If you do that, you will lose me. Do not make me have to sift through too much information because if you do that, you will lose me. You got to remember when it comes to your business card, who's it for? Your business card is not for you. Your business card is for the buyer and it needs to be designed from the buyer's perspective. Everything that is on that business card needs to be placed there strategically for the sake of the buyer. Anything that is on that business card that the buyer doesn't need in that first impression is not strategic and it needs to go. So what does that mean? For me, what do you do? I want to see voiceover, voice actor, voice talent very clearly. I don't want to see a microphone. Not that I'm opposed to microphones. I just mean I don't want to see a microphone in place of. So somewhere on your card, I need to see the words voiceover, voice actor, voice talent, whatever you've chosen. I need to figure out instantly what you do. You got to remember, you're handing these business cards out at networking events and people are getting 25 or 30 or 100 business cards from people in 25 or 30 or 100 different professions. Make it abundantly clear what you do. I need to see your name. And by that, I mean I need to see your first name and your last name. Give me the whole thing so that I can look you up later. I need to know how to get a hold of you. That means email, phone number, website. Anything beyond that is probably too much information. I need room to be able to write something. And I need it to be white space so that I can actually write. Don't just give me a blank business card back. But that's in black or blue or some other color that I can't write on. And I want a clean design that says to me, this person is a professional. I can tell as soon as I look at a business card, whether it's something that was designed or something that is you put together or something that was, uh, you know, like a free design or free template that you grabbed off of another website. So let's recap it. What do you do? What's your name? How do I reach you? I need room to write something, and I want a clean design that breathes. I don't want too much information to have to process. So of all the business cards that I went through at Vio Atlanta, I'm just going to mention a couple right now because this show is, you know, the everyday Viopreneur, and we're all about highlighting everyday Viopreneurs. and I didn't actually have an opportunity to interview anybody for this episode, but I do want to mention a couple of people. So I'm going to give a shout out to Natalia Rosmanati who handed me her business card at VO Atlanta. It stood out to me right away. Very clean, very well designed. All of the information that I want, none of the information that I don't want, lots of white space, room for me to take a note. So uh, well done, Natalia Rosmanati. Also a shout out to Vanessa Richardson. Now, uh, granted, maybe this one stood out to me because of the orange and everybody knows that, you know, me and orange, we get along very well. But again, very clear what she does. Name is on there, contact information is on there, lots of white space on the back, nice sharp design. Well done, Vanessa. Also to Nikki Mondalini, who did a fantastic job on her business card. It's very clean. It gives me only the information that I need, plenty of room on the card for it to breathe. Very well designed. And in fact, I know there's room for a note because she actually wrote a note to me on it and there's still room left over for me to write a note if I needed to. So great job on that one, Nikki. And also to Daryl Coleman, so simple in the design, but it just jumped out at me. And same thing, it says, Daryl Coleman, voice talent. It's got his email address. It's got his phone number. It's got his website. It's brilliant. Super clean design, lots of room to breathe, lots of room to write a note. So shout out to those four everyday Viopreneurs for doing a great job on your business card. Well done. Guys, thanks so much for checking out this episode as always. And I hope that you're walking away with some valuable tips. Remember, I'm not trying to knock anybody down. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm not trying to call anybody out specifically for their business cards. But I do want you to be able to make the best first impression possible. And so I do want you to have a well-designed business card that is going to make that impression. If you haven't had it professionally designed, spend a little bit of money, invest in your business, make a better first impression, and you are so much more likely to get a return on that investment, a bigger return on that investment, than what little you might save by trying to do the design yourself. And don't forget to go and get that domain registered and get that email address at it. I want to see markscottvoiceover.com, marketmarkscottvoiceover.com. I want to see that kind of a domain and I want to see that email address on your business card and on all of your marketing materials for that matter. It instantly gives you credibility and it's so easy to do. Don't forget to check out the show notes. Again, they're affiliate links. I want to make sure that that's very clear, but 99designs is a fantastic place to go and get your business card designed. Bluehost is a fantastic place to host your website, to get that set up with your domain, with your email address, and immediately start making yourself look more professional. Check out other episodes and don't forget to buy your swag at vopreneur.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Like it, review it, share it with your friends. Thank you for listening on iTunes, on Google Play, on Spotify, on Stitcher and Podbean. I'll catch you on the next one. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at Veopreneur.com.